This is a Federal News Network podcast. They don't call the man's best friend for nothing. With all of the turmoil caused by the coronavirus, dog owners know how the pooches can make things at least a little easier. The New York National Guard helped to bring in pups to de-stress doctors, nurses, and members of the Guard itself, all working long hours at the Javits Center in New York City. For how this all came together, Federal News Network Scott Massioni spoke with New York Army National Guard Sergeant Richard Massey. Our uh, UIC was activated by the governor for the COVID-19 mission uh, out of the Javits Center around about 25 March or so. And uh, so what we did was got everybody in, got everybody down there in less than 24 hours, and our job was to establish a, pretty much a tackle operations center in the Javits Center uh, to kind of get all the different entities on the same page, more or less. Uh, once that was done, then uh, between the medical people and all the different uh, agencies, uh, it got up and running, and we kind of fell back to the rear. My unit, the 104th Military Police uh, Battalion out of Kingston, New York, we have an HHD embedded in that unit, so we kind of fell back uh, as our uh, main staff kind of worked the Javits Center. Uh, once we fell back, we were kind of just doing transportation, making sure everybody got where they had to be and food, things like that. So uh, a local woman that we work with who is a big supporter of our unit back at our home station in Kingston, her name is Marianne DeGroot. She, uh, of course, sent us cookies and did all that and asked if there was anything else she could do. So I figured, well, let me take a shot. So I asked her, is there any way you could maybe look into getting some service dogs down here? She said, no problem, I'll, uh, let me look into it. Well, two days later, uh, we talked to Gloria from Puppies Behind Bars, and pretty much the rest is history. We uh, got together with her. We set up uh, a schedule. We did it pretty much Monday through Friday. They came twice a day in the morning uh, and at night. And then every other every other day we did nights, but it was Monday through Friday during the, every morning. And what we did was um, we kind of went, you know, we realized there were so many nurses where we were and doctors that we kind of integrated it and it kind of morphed into uh, for the doctors and nurses and for the, the few soldiers that we actually had in the rear there. What types of dogs came into the, the program? You know, were there Labradors? I know that there's a lot of different types of dogs that are suited to this sort of work. So which ones did you see? What were they like? Puppies Behind Bars is a uh, nonprofit organization. So they, they raise they get uh, their own dogs. They have their own breeding program up here in Millerton, New York. The the puppies at about eight weeks old get assigned to vetted certain uh, inmates throughout the uh, the state in the prison system that are trained to train the dogs for service dogs for uh, veterans and first responders for PTSD. So they spend about two years in the program, more or less, with the prisoners who train them, and they're absolutely amazing dogs. They're all Labradors, either black or yellow. And, uh, yeah, when they're done with that program, it's pretty much the most amazing dog you've ever seen. What kind of qualities do these dogs have so that they know that they want to be around people who are feeling something like a tough time? Do they just kind of sense that people are sad or feeling stressed out and go and snuggle up to them? Do you have to give them some sort of signals so that they know what to do? Dogs are, they're raised such a young age in that environment where people, you know, they're needed, you know, and the dogs know it. They can sense stress. I'm convinced of that. 
so I guess that they're they're specifically trained um, to address PTSD issues, you know, with soldiers, people coming up behind them, uh, talking to people, being in crowded areas. The dogs uh, have tons of commands that will help them or help the veteran and or the first responder deal with those social situations, which is pretty amazing. What about the response from the nurses, doctors, and National Guard members that you saw I know that they're seeing a lot of really hard things with coronavirus and also they're dealing with really long days. So how did they respond to these these animals and what were they doing with them? You know, it started off slow, obviously, because they didn't know uh, when you first, you know, you see a service dog, a lot of people won't touch them because they think, you know, they're in training or whatever. But once we explained to them what the dog's purpose there was, yeah, it it took off like crazy. People were, you know, coming off shift. You know, they do their shower, their their further decontamination, you know, routines. I mean, they did it when they left the hospitals, but they did it again when they got back to the hotels. And a lot of them weren't coming out of their rooms. And um, there's a, a organization called 1033 that is kind of with embedded with these uh, nursing organizations that are behavioral health specialists that we became friendly with, of course, with the dogs. And they were saying it was amazing. They were coming out of their shells. They were decompressing. You know, some of them would would actually, you know, break down to tears with the dogs. So they definitely uh, made a a big impact as far as, you know, just about everybody was missing their dogs. So it it definitely doesn't hurt. Yeah, it just seemed to uh, kind of bring down that stress level for everybody. And uh, when the dogs were, um, when the dogs were done for the day, they were beat. They were like they climbed Mount Everest. They were so tired. (laughs) Because um, I'm convinced they kind of absorb that stress, you know. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but it sure seemed that way to us. You talked about the idea of bringing in these dogs to people, something that you were interested in doing. What made you think that this would be a good idea? Did you have really good experiences with dogs when it came to stress? Uh, do you have dogs of your own that sort of inspired you to do this this sort of work? Well, being overseas in Afghanistan, we had uh, – they weren't service dogs, you know, obviously they were, they were, uh, different companies there and we were embedded with the German police, uh, the military police there, and they all had dogs and, uh, you know, in downtime we would visit the dogs and, and it just does something. It just helps to, uh, relieve that stress. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what the connection between, you know, humans and dogs are, but there's definitely something going on there. And, uh, and I have three, you know, dogs of my own rescues at home. So I've always been a dog person and I know how they make me feel. So I figured, well, let's see what happens. And uh, apparently I'm not the only one that feels that way because it seemed to be a pretty big hit. New York National Guard Sergeant Richard Massey speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossione. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. All I want for Christmas is a DWI. Yeah, said no one ever. Impaired driving kills the holiday spirit. Drive sober, drive smart. Extra enforcement now on Minnesota roads. A message from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.